Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Bullshit Propaganda. I'm Subhashni Raj, and I will be your host. And here with me today is my amazing friend, a talented artist, and just an all-around strong individual, person, woman, Ali Sulaiman. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Suba. How you doing? I'm good. Great. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited for this. It's been a long time coming. It has. Great. Um, so before we get into it, as usual, we're going to be talking about a social concept that has been taken for granted and kind of poking some holes in it, questioning it and, you know, just calling bullshit on the narrative. Um, awesome. So before we get into it, Ellie, why don't you like tell the people a little bit about yourself? You know, what are you into? What are your passions? Um, what are your pronouns? Literally anything you want. Okay. Hi guys, my name is Ellie. I also go by Ellie Orchid. My pronouns are she, her. I am a dancer, but I'm also a social media specialist. I also do a little bit of music. I love to do music and I like to just dance in my room. When I'm stressed, when I'm bored, I just really like to dance. <laughs> yeah, and that's how we met actually at yeah, university. Yeah, we, we met through dance. <laughs> Yes, we did. Um, though we're not really dance friends anymore. <laughs> we're good friends. We've yeah. lived together now, yeah. which is wild. Um, that's a whole story <laughs> for another day, maybe. But um, yeah, um, let's just get into it. So today um, we kind of wanted to talk about how, like Ali said, she's a dancer. She does music and how that in, especially in like the Asian sort of, you know, culture, is often said like isn't a valid profession and I know it's not just our culture or our country but it's very prevalent here still so and I just was wondering like as an Asian woman like how much was a no-no was it for you to pursue dance and music yeah <laughs> <laughs> hmm so I'm gonna answer like based on my own experience yeah I was never really allowed to pursue dance or music alone, like just purely one of the two or even both because uh, my parents believed that I needed a job, a stable job. And um, my degree didn't fall under the arts, so there wasn't much chance for me to go into music or dance straight away. So I had to take the path where I would do it as a passion and hopefully it would turn out into something more serious but like when i started out dancing seriously it like it wasn't my intention to turn it into anything like a job side income like yeah i wasn't i wasn't doing dance to get more money i just did it out of passion and like eventually it just became a side thing so um Later on, my parents were like, okay with it. When I first started dancing again, when I was working, they weren't really okay with it. They were like, mm, you shouldn't spend so much time dancing. You should focus on your job. You know, you just started working. But I, I ignored that. <laughs> I wanted to keep dancing. And so I did. And now they're kind of okay with it. They're like, okay, you're, you're um, pretty serious about it. You're doing shows. Mm -hmm. You're performing. You're... Um, doing things with people you're collaborating so they understand yeah yeah and I'm guessing because you still have a quote-unquote stable job 
yeah, yeah. that makes it a lot easier for them yeah. to swallow. I think, yeah, I think that's what's more important to them. That I'm just earning a stable income and, you know, whatever else I do in my own time, it's like, it's okay. Do what you want. <laughs> I mean, like, sort of begrudgingly yeah. do what you want, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like, I think... It's better now? I think it's better now, but there are people out there who do dance full-time obviously Mm -hmm. and i don't know how they do it like i respect them for doing that yeah yeah and like obviously this was because your parents you know out of consent for you asked you to do you know get like a degree that probably would feed you better or yeah yeah all that kind of stuff but like would you say that you'd like would change anything like would you have you know done music from the start like gone to music school Ooh. That's a tough question. So, <laughs> my degree was philosophy, politics, economics. PPE. PPE. It was a tough <laughs> one. Well, I I liked reading, so it wasn't that bad. But I struggled, man, like with economics. It's like three majors, kind of. It kind of, yeah. It's a little, a little bit of like each. Yeah. So I had a taste of everything. It was tough though. Like, oh, I was struggling, but I went. I got through it, and um. Am I doing something related to my degree now? <laughs> Absolutely not. But did it teach me something? Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, going back to your question about the music school thing, I always think about that. I always wish that I did kind of go to a music school because I feel like I would have been more passionate about learning. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I was passionate learning PPE for sure. But with music, it's different because it's something that I really feel in my heart. <laughs> hey, I genuinely like just I feel I it so much. Yeah. So I think it would have been different. But I, I think like whatever happened has happened for a reason. And I have an interest again in music now. Like yeah. I've got a bunch of music theory books behind me just to get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And um, I think... If I want to learn it now, that's, yeah, the time is now. I, I wouldn't really change anything. Yeah. But yeah, I do I do think about, you know, hey, what if I went to music school? What if things were different? I do wonder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I know some people will say like, oh, I'll go back and change stuff. But I've been a big believer of like, whether or not something happens for a reason. Yeah. It's like, I am who I am because of what's happened to me. And like, if I change anything about that that might change everything like, I might not exactly. have met the same people yeah. might not just I wouldn't have met you Suva <laughs> yeah you might have gone to some New York Dude. Carnegie Hall <laughs> I don't know like I'm just <laughs> listing out things I heard in movies we are <laughs> yeah keep them coming <laughs> but yeah like yeah we probably wouldn't have met Um, you know you might not have gone into dance as much if you'd been so focused yeah, on music exactly yeah Um, because yeah like I guess a lot of so what's your like dance background like how was that how did that start so i started dancing when i was very young i was about five six years old and um i tried ballet didn't really like it i went into hip-hop for fun really liked that um but it was just for fun so i wasn't really like training or like training for a crew or anything it was just like i come in i learn the moves i drill and i come out and then in high school, I was like 14 or 16. I started doing contemporary seriously. I was very bad at it. <laughs> but, you know, you improve. You just keep practicing and you kind of get there slowly. <laughs> and 
And then after high school, I went into uni. That's when I met you. And that's when I did house and more hip hop, locking, Afrobeats,、uh, Afro yeah, popping. Oh man, popping's still hard for me, but like、oh, I,、yeah. I try. Yeah, I, I I had to train in a variety of styles because、mm-hmm. I was in a competition team.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and、um, brutal. We had to do every style. We had to fit in everything into one set. Show them what we got, you know. So yeah, <laughs> it was go hard. hard. Go home. <laughs> yeah, that's the competition. G H G H. Yeah.、So. Yeah. It's like, is that the acronym? Yes, it is. G H G H. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. And like for music, you have a background in violin, right? Yeah. I started off with violin when I was also five, six, and I did that for ten years. I was in the school orchestra. I always wanted to be in um like a philharmonics orchestra, you know, but、Ooh. I gave up. <laughs> It's a、uh, lot. Yeah, no, like that's the thing, right? That's why I feel like I probably would not want to change anything because imagine if I just stuck to music throughout, and I was so drained out that I just lost the passion.、Mm-hmm. So I think there's a reason why I fell out of it, and then I found the passion later on. Yeah. So I'm okay with where I am. <laughs> that's great. Like, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about the same thing again. Like. You know, if you'd gone to music school, like yeah, you might have got sick of it. Then like,、yeah. you, it's just like now you know you really, really like this. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's like you were saying, it's a passion. Like you don't have, there's no pressure for you to be, you know, a great per, like musician or anything in this because this is not where you're like,、um, you know, where your income is coming from. Like you have your job. Like yeah, you get to do this for the pleasure of doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's how it started for me, at least.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about having fun. Hmm, that's cool.、Um, so, obviously, you've lived abroad. We've lived in the UK, but you've also you were you know born in the US,、mm-hmm. and、um, you've lived in Vietnam, and、yes. obviously here. How has that like you know living in different places? How has that a- affected your dance slash music journey? Hmm. So in Vietnam, I was more focused on music, and I would. Have to practice every week. Oh no, not every week. Like every day. <laughs> oh, so worried. My teacher's listening.、Um, <laughs> oh, yeah.、God. So like, I was more focused on music. I didn't dance much in Vietnam. Like, like I said, it was just for fun. So doing it there, I know people here do exams, but when I was in Vietnam, I chose not to do exams. So I would. Yeah, for music. Sorry. So like, I would go through the entire like Suzuki. Yamaha syllabus, but Yamaha? I wouldn't. I wouldn't take. Is it Yamaha or Suzuki? That's Yamaha. That's a, a, a Abra something. That's what、A-B-R-S-M. I did. Abrsm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I did. Yeah. No, I, I, I had the choice to do that, but I'm like, no, I don't want to. I completely just told my teacher no exams. So I went through all the books, but no exams. So I think, yeah, like there's no emphasis on the exams over there, or at least for me, it wasn't like that.、Um, Dancing really started for me when I was back in Malaysia for boarding school. That's when I was training in contemporary.、Um, I noticed like I was very shy to experiment when I was here in Malaysia compared to in the UK. Because like over there, on top of training different styles, you also had to learn to improv, freestyle, and teach. That's true. Yeah, you were given the chance to teach others. Yeah,、uh, yeah. That's like, and there's when... more of a culture, like the hip hop、yeah. culture, where it is about like <laughs> Sharing, jamming and like yeah, having yeah. your circles. What's the, what's yeah. 
cipher cipher yeah <laughs> that's the whole thing yeah. yeah like and yeah like people don't judge you like yeah. everyone supports you so much yeah yeah there's that support i mean there's a support here too but like i really felt it when i was there in the uk but i think it's also because i was in a university society so the support really had to be there but it really helped me like i remember when i first came i was so shy to like jump in the cipher i'm like oh my god what do I do? Yeah. How do I move my limbs? Like, right. what? What is vocabulary? What is dance? Like, Vocab- I just vocabulary. Yeah, like dance vocabulary. Oh, you know, right. like you have like a set of moves that you kind of fall into. But I, did, I had none of that, yeah. so it was so scary. And I only really got into that like in the final year mm-hmm. of my uni, and um, I think it really, I really honed my style when I came back here again. Because yeah. like, yeah, the people I met, they really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really cool because, like, I met you in your final year. I oh, think. really? Was it your second, second year? Your yeah, second, my second year, year. Sorry, yeah. but like, even by then, you already had your style. You already like had really. Kind of... You think so? I think so. And like, I guess I didn't know you that well then either. Like, I kind of knew you oh. from the society, but we didn't know each other very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, even then, to me, like, you looked like you knew what you were doing. You were teaching classes. You were in the oh. comp team. Like, to someone from the outside, anyone who's starting out right now, wow. maybe like who's listening you might think oh my god they're like really far ahead they're so good like they were always That's so interested but like no please be reassured that like everyone starts somewhere yeah yeah and like you might have talent but not have the confidence or the like the comfort to be able to get into it yeah. just yet i think the confidence is one thing too like i guess i'm we're always growing anyways like Two years from now, I'll, I'll probably say like, oh, two years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was teaching. I don't know what people Yeah, yeah. Me. No, but like, I think um, the growth, yeah, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lost my point. What was I saying? You're like, two years from now, you will look back and you're like, oh, shit, like, that was oh, whatever. Like, I'm better now. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I think we're always growing mm-hmm. because back then when you when you said like I looked like I knew what I was doing, I think I did know what I was doing, but my, I guess my confidence wasn't as there as it is now. Because if, if I compare myself now to before, I'm much more confident now <laughs> and I can put in a lot more energy. Like I know where to like focus my energy and play with it. But like back then, I, I feel like it was a little monotonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's just, it comes with learning as you go. And time and practice. Yeah. 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 I'm still learning anyways. Yeah. I mean, Hmm. with anything, that's the key, right? Like you always have to You got to constantly learn. You got to constantly grow. You're you're always a student. You can't just like end up teaching and then one day you're like, yeah, I'm done. This is pretty much my journey. I'm I'm a good dancer. No. No. (laughs) You You are a good dancer, but you got to keep practicing you gotta keep growing yeah. you always have to be a good student yeah yeah it's gotta be a student of life Woo. deep talks deep talks <laughs> hashtag deep talks lol um yeah so that's really cool like i didn't obviously i didn't know like your full story till now i don't think so that's wow really cool to know and we're friends <laughs> what that's because we don't just talk about dance. yeah yeah that's true <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so obviously you do both right now, like a full-time job and dance and music. I mm-hmm. honestly don't know how you, you know, juggle it, but, and I know you're figuring it out, but <laughs> how do you find it? Obviously before all this 
COVID stuff. How did you find it juggling both a full-time job and teaching dance on top of obviously working on your own music? Hmm. So when I first started out, like when I first started working and I first started going to dance classes, it was it was easy because I had my job and then I got to pick which classes I wanted to go to. But then when I started doing performances with studios or when I started teaching, then it got a bit more harder for me to balance my daily life because at work, I I have to show up. I have to be there. I have to be present and focused. And if I'm on call, I have to, you know, I have to be there. And then with dance, I also didn't have much of a choice back then because I was performing for people. So I didn't have the choice of saying like, I want to set rehearsals at this time. I want to show up at this time. I can't do that. Um, so it was a bit hard at first. I lost lots of sleep <laughs> and I can I, attest to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were with me. <laughs> I just, I just lost sleep. I was very tired, Yeah. but I was very passionate about doing what I wanted to do. So I kept going. And then, um, I guess now I'm lucky enough to say I I do have a say of when I want to show up for dance because I teach. So I know my slot. I, I'm the one that chose my slot. And then when it comes to rehearsals, I have a say. Yeah, it's hard. It is manageable. <laughs> it, it, it gets manageable over time. And then with like music coming in, mm-hmm. that's just me fitting it in during my own free time. Mm-hmm. So there's work. Like, okay, pre-COVID, I would go into a studio. But now that there's, you know, the pandemic, I have to work on music indoors. So I'm working from home. I would work on a dance thing if I if I had something, like, during the day. But music, I always tend to do at night because mm-hmm. I feel it's... Um, I just feel like my voice works better at night. and the vibe and my ideas it's just all there at night for music and for dance I just prefer it like in the daytime so that's how I allocate my hours it's crazy I do get really tired yeah like I said I don't know how you juggle it all (laughs) like even during COVID like even if you're working from home it's a lot to do I can barely get up to like like, (laughs) script and then I go back to like doing nothing for the rest of the day I think I just when you really want to do it you just do it yeah yeah so that's that's really cool though like that you found your passion that like and yeah like I do know that you used to you know choreograph in the middle of the night yeah yeah <laughs> I used to like go to sleep I'll hear sounds and I'll wake up <laughs> come outside and her and like Ari for Nick like our friends would be choreographing together yes, and yeah. I'll be like hi, hi guys. don't mind me go back to sleep <laughs> But yeah, like, although obviously I like feel for you guys how hard it must be, but also like it's really cool that you're so into something that you put that much into it. Yeah. I mean, like, because we really want to get it done. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that's just like the only slot we have (laughs) out of the whole day. So we have to work with it and we just have to get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, um, obviously now you teach classes, which is super cool. And like, I knew a time when you... Obviously, that wasn't something yeah. that was even on your horizon, getting paid to teach. Yeah. How did that kind of come about? Like, going from, like, just taking classes to teaching? Um, so, I, yeah, so I never was set on teaching ever. But my friend, 
Shah. She recommended Shout out me. Aisha. Shout out Aisha Marissa. She recommended me to a studio and I thought about it. I was like, oh, this is pretty exciting. I do want to give it a try. And so I gave it a try. But I didn't want to do it alone because I know I would also be busy on some weeks and like Frankly, I I don't know if I could choreo something every single week back then. So I got the help. I'm, um, I got help from Arif. So he would jump in and take a few slots and we'd switch, take turns. So yeah, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And then um, sometimes we teach workshops here and there. Like I've taught at an MYDS workshop. Um, our studio. Malaysian Dance Society. Yeah. yeah, people might not know Malaysia Dance Scene. Oh, yeah. scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. what does S stand for? My scene. bad. Yeah. So I've taught some workshops with them, and then with the studio workshops too, uh, with uh, Resonate and um, Dance Pulse, Dance Tech. So it's all very fun. It's all good. I I always I just do it because I want to. It's for fun and experience and growth. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's super cool yeah so you teach now and like um you've done shows and things like that like so you've got some gigs so not just teaching you've done shows and like i know you've done i think an ad or something as well like you shot for some campaign yeah 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 it was a samsung thing it was i think it was a digital campaign but i've never seen it <laughs> i actually don't know if it ever went out but yeah i did it with my friend nick and Diana, yeah, and yeah. they were like, I think there was another show that you did. Like, I went with you for practice rehearsals and stuff. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, that was a L'Oreal show. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my first shows. Honestly, it was a very interesting experience. It was a uh, me dipping my toes into the commercial world. <laughs> How was that? Like the commercial world in Malaysia. Obviously, you've not worked elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure you've seen or spoke to people like who've worked elsewhere. How has that like um, experience compared? Um, so I don't really know much about the commercial world abroad, mm-hmm. but I've heard things, you know, like I've heard that th- some people need to go through, um, they, need, they, they need some standardized certificate or something to show that, okay, they are at this level. Over here, I don't know if they have that, but... I've seen, you know, all sorts of people get jobs in the commercial world. You know, all you need is, uh, you just need to know how to move. You need good character, dance background, sort of a good commercial face. And then you're, you're pretty much set. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably being blunt, but I really think that's just how I see it. I'm not sure if there is a standard criteria right i never heard of it but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's very similar to like i think it's a very malaysian slash maybe even asian thing i don't want to generalize to like rest of yeah 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 but like in malaysia that's something that i've seen or we see in psychology as well we don't have a governing body to regulate you know how much you can charge per hour yeah so you can go for the thousands you can go for the hundreds you can go for the tens it's so literally no one's like checking also like you know no except for like clinical psychologists and maybe like some other like i think counselors but like yeah except for those two there's no really like someone telling you this is the number of hours you should need to have trained this is the kind of qualification you need to be able to call yourself this thing yeah and to be able to provide these services because 
in my opinion, like if you don't do those things, like if you don't have those qualifications, it's malpractice. It's medical malpractice, even though it's not under medicine, quote unquote. It is because you're dealing with people's lives and livelihoods and health. Yeah. But yeah, like, so I feel like that's a parallel there, like where there's no standard of practice. Yeah, that's, it's really, I think it's the same with dance, like um, dancers and dance studios. I haven't seen any qualifications or criterias that needs to be fulfilled in order for studios to be open or for dancers to be hired. Maybe I am out of the loop, but... If I've been hired for a commercial job and I've never been asked about qualifications, then I think that's a little weird. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's something that we can work on here, mm-hmm. definitely. But that's another weird one. Like, do you think there should be to a huge standard or like a lot of criteria? Because dance is an art and like not everyone might have had the opportunity to, you know, get certain experiences like go to dance school or true. get you know certain certifications or whatever some people might just you know have the talent for it and worked on it themselves through you know with friends and youtube and whatnot yeah would that not shut doors for some people i think if you're hiring dancers and it's for a professional job i feel like there has to be some kind of qualification slash criteria Maybe not qualification per se, because some people can't afford to um, take the exams or show some sort of proof that they are as good as they say. Yeah, but yeah, I I feel like there needs to be some sort of criteria to set that standard because it's unfair if anyone can kind of just walk in and take a job when there are people who have been training for years or who have spent a lot of their time and money to be hired as a dancer. Mm-hmm. It's it's unfair, uh, for me at least. No, I get that. Like, And I think, again, that applies to several other things, uh, several other industries in Malaysia, at least. I'm not, <laughs> again, I'm not going to generalize to any other country because <laughs> I do not know how you guys do things and please don't at me. Um, but if you are in a different industry in Malaysia and have had similar things happen, feel free to hit us up and maybe we can talk about it next time. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk because that's what we want to do here. That's the whole point of this podcast to have conversations yeah. about the slightly uncomfortable things. But also like I know like to tell young people that like this is what's happening, whether it's good or bad, be an informed customer. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to make change, then maybe you'll know where to make the change. Because mm. that'd be, you know, that's always helpful to have a direction. It's <laughs> farting so bad. Okay. So, well, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you have said like that it's good to have criteria and like, you know, that people should think more about what people, other like dancers have gone through or artists have gone through to get where they are and to give people opportunities based on the kind of hard work that they've put in their qualifications Mm -hmm. and part of that i like i want to know i guess for people who are you know might be starting out young people um what kind of dance background might it be good for people to have if they want to make it Mm, it's a good at least from your you know experience yeah so um currently when people are looking for dancers to hire for the for the dance jobs they usually ask for like your 
body measurements, Yikes. photos of yourself, um, whether you have any past exposure, like your any ads you've been in, if you're represented by anyone. But there's never really been a question of what's your dance background or your qualifications. So I'm going to answer your question just based off of what I think and what I've seen. So if you're young and you're starting out and you're looking to become a professional dancer or commercial dancer, which one? Either or, I guess. I guess commercial. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. more of what you've kind of gone through okay. as well, right? So if you're looking to become a commercial dancer, I think it's really good to familiarize yourself with all styles because then that makes you more adaptable to different jobs that require different um, movements. movements. Yeah, because, you know, there, there might be some jobs that require to, you to be a little more funky for Halloween <laughs> or they want you to be Lady soft and like, a, like a soft angel for Christmas, <laughs> like... There's so many different characters that you have to play. It's a little bit of acting as well. So, you know, if you can do that, there's an advantage there. But yeah, I, I think it's good to just familiarize yourself with all styles. Right. Try to take classes in everything you can. Mm -hmm. Find out what you like. Yeah. Find out what you don't like, what you can work on. And then like, I think all of this just comes down to you as a dancer. So, like, putting aside that you want to do this for money, um, for the fame, becoming the best commercial dancer, just dance for you at the end of the day. Because if, if you don't do that, then... That's the point. Yeah, the movements are going to look bland and it's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Like, what makes you better than everyone else, you know, if you're not feeling it? <laughs> Yeah, so have fun, be passionate, I guess. That's like the big takeaways yeah. for that. In three words, have fun. Four words, be passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Not what we're into. Math. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Yeah, like that's a, I think that's really good advice as well. Like whatever you might be able to do it, or like, you know, what kind of experience you might be able to get. If your heart's not in it, then people are going to be able to see yeah. it. That, I, I feel like that just applies for like everything in life. If your heart's True. not there, what are you doing, man? Like, don't <laughs> bullshit yourself. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so another thing I was like, kind of thinking of when you're saying that is um, you're saying how like, you know, take classes and all that. And as someone who has taken some classes here, I know how expensive they can be. Mm. So like, are there some alternatives you can think of where like people could pick up different styles? Yeah. My brain was like, you know, friends, obviously. Friends, like sharing sessions. You don't always have to go to a class. Like if you get your friends together, especially if, if you don't have dance friends, first of all, you can always go into a studio, make friends. And then um, if they're nice enough, you know, they'll you can all get together and have a sharing session. You can exchange your dance knowledge. <laughs> Sounds so weird. Dance vocabulary. <laughs> you, can, you can exchange what you know with each other. And then, you know, you'll just like, you'll be swimming in these new, new things. <laughs> That's not <what> like. <laughs> Obviously, imagining like a bunch like, of kids and like baggy hands and like crop tops and like swimming oh God. with beanies. <laughs> no, no, no. So, okay, basically what I want to say, if you, if you want to improve, 
if you want to become a better dancer and improve, but you don't want to go to class because it's, it's expensive, you can try like having sharing sessions with friends. And that can be anywhere. You can do it in a basketball court, in a park, in your own home. It's really easy. Like you just need a bunch of generous people who are willing to share their knowledge. Yeah. That's all it takes. It's just like getting together and having fun. Mm-hmm. You you vibe off each other's energy. You mm-hmm. pick up what each other like what another person does and then you just kind of learn from there. Yeah. 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 And like as you say like again, um with YouTube people can obviously learn like there's so oh, many yeah. online classes now. But that's true. What do you think like in my head at least I'm like oh it's nothing like learning with people in person <laughs> even it's if it's not. like just with friends like not yeah. from a teacher necessarily do you think that's true like is that like a cap to how much you can learn online I think um it's definitely different learning online compared to learning in person because one the vibe the like people's the energy. energy yeah yeah like you feed off of each other's energy and you just vibe with everyone in the room and then second if you're online and no one can see you it's harder for you to tell whether you're doing something right or wrong because at least if you have someone with you they can spot you they can check if your posture is right this is basically for like ballet or contempt but like they can you know they can check if your groove is okay if your footwork's all right they can have a closer look yeah so that's one advantage that you might miss out on an mm-hmm. online class that you're taking on your own mm-hmm. Like yeah. Even if they can't call you up, you watching your friend dance next to you to the same moves yeah. can kind of give you an idea of like how yeah. it should look or how it could look different. Yeah, it makes such a big difference like when you can observe someone else right beside you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we've weird really off like the whole yeah. calling crap on like <laughs> dance is not a profession and I'm just like giving people tips on how to become <laughs> a dancer, which I'm all for because I think there's not enough discourse around like how to get into dance in Malaysia? Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of um discussion of what how people should and shouldn't get into dance because like I've met people who have gotten into the dance indus- industry in many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um some people who have started off with TikTok and then they get hired for a commercial job or someone who has been training for years, they're in a crew, they you know, they've been dancing all their life and they've got commercial jobs as well so it's like there's no one linear way one direct path to get into the dance industry like everybody does so many different things and they've gotten in there so many different ways so like for here I don't know if like going to the dance industry in one way is the correct way like maybe it's okay to go in in many different ways but what's concerning for me is the standard of the dancers that come in and the quality that the people who hire them are delivering that's the the iffy part for me yeah because it yeah. takes away from like the amount of effort the people who put in the effort <laughs> <laughs> i mean it it does sound very like crass yeah but I, get, I do get where you're coming from, especially yeah. for someone who's trained, you know, since they were five. Yeah. Whether it's like on different styles, on and off, whatever, you have done it like for so long and put in the work. And you know people who've done it even more rigorously than yeah, you have, yeah. who've gone to school for dance. Who, yeah, like Shah. Yeah, like Shah, she studied like overseas and back here and like she teaches and does so much. And there are obviously mm. other people who just 
who are so really many. good, yeah. but who may not have discovered dance as young, like as early on, they might have discovered it, you know, more recently, but have kind of got on par with this other person, or at least kind of close to teaching yeah. classes together or whatever. Yeah. And it's cool. Obviously, it's really amazing that like, you know, there are pl- like arts, you can do that if you have the talent and put in the hard work. But it's also, I guess, a bit disheartening for people who've, you know, put in all the work, but yeah. not gotten the opportunities. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's nothing wrong with someone who has started off dance in a different path, but have gotten into the industry. Like, I know people who are like that, and they're amazing dancers. Mm-hmm. I think there's no problem with that. But it's just the standard that we want to set. Because how how can we get people to take us seriously if we don't set a standard? Yeah. Like, if any, if it's that easy for someone to get in, how, how can anyone se- take us seriously? Yeah, how will anyone respect the industry or the art? Yeah. Yeah, and like that's kind of what I was trying to get into previously. But, but like, yeah, and that's kind of something I was thinking about. Like, because it because of that kind of like not having a standard, as you say, or like anyone can kind of get into it at any point. Some people kind of have might have the opinion. I don't know if this is just me. I feel like some people might have the opinion that like it's so easy to do that like <laughs> dance can be so or dance or music or art can be so easy to do because like yeah. some people just have the talent they're born with it they don't have to put so much work into it because they only see the end results they see people flipping mid-air and like you know watching america's got talent <laughs> or whatever and being like oh that seems you know doable or you yeah. know yeah but they're like really good at it like they were born with it they didn't have to put work into it mm. do you think like some of the reason people judge dancers or like you know like when people like again going back to like dance is a prof- isn't a profession it isn't like a valid thing to go after it's like is it do you think some of that like reservation people have is because people think it's so easy to do i think that that's kind of linked to the standard that we set like people i i feel that some people do think it's easy to get into because you know, some people can just kind of go in and they, they, they get it. They, they can do it. I think people who are not familiar with dance or the dance industry might think it's easy to get into. Because like, yeah, like you say, it's just moving mm-hmm. to the music. It's just, you know, looking pretty and doing a set of movements. But it's a lot more than that. It's so much more than that. It's the hours you put in to get where you are. It's the the technique and the energy you have to put up. It's the character that you have to put on. And it's it's not easy to just have that. Some people need to train. Some people can do it naturally, but like you can still tell that there's a difference between someone who has never trained but can do it compared to like someone who has trained was the technique down? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that made sense. I do. I think but like I there, do. there's a difference between I mean, I someone, get it yeah, like a like an amateur dancer who is crazy talented. Yeah. Versus like a crazy talented, experienced, very well trained dancer. Yeah. You, I think there is a difference between someone who is training and doing it professionally, and someone who does it for fun and has character. Like they they're both good, but there they is a grow. difference in movement and the work that they can deliver Mm. yeah Hmm. so like what was your question i don't know if that answered my question yeah i know (laughs) i think my question was kind of 
not very good like not very open-ended question it was kind of just like saying what you were saying but in different words like do people you know judge against dancers against or like dancers. artists I, yeah yeah they probably yeah. think it's easy to do i so, think yeah yeah people, it's like a yes and a yeah. question people but, do people yeah. do judge dancers they think it's easy but it's like you know, really you, you think painting is easy. You think making music is easy. But Try like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shot. Have you seen the amount of work that goes behind a painting, behind a music, production, like behind a piece? It's like for dance, it's hours and hours of rehearsals. And your body be broke. Yeah. Your but body like at the end broke. of the day, like what is it? We're performing for three minutes. Oh, yeah. Like that's always <laughs> such a because like by the time you're on and off stage, it feels like time like you barely know time yeah. has gone by you're like shit that's done i put six like, months in for this yeah exactly but at the same time the high of being on yeah, stage i think it's unfair that people judge dancers but i don't yeah people do judge dancers yeah i think we are lucky enough that we're around people that yeah yeah understand. we're just yeah i think we're just surrounded by people who actually appreciate dance and know that it's a lot of hard work but i've met people who like go up to me and they're like oh that's fun <laughs> Have you had felt, I mean, I, this might be controversial, but have you had the same sort of thing come from people who are hiring dancers for like shows or commercial stuff? Because a lot of them are, you know, executives or people who are not really artists themselves. Do you think they sometimes don't understand it? Like, I mean, obviously they don't understand it, but do they like, yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, they like, don't give you the credit that you deserve, almost? There was this one time, um, so I was forced to learn, well, not forced, I mean, <laughs> I was there for a job, and I had to learn a, a, a choreo on the day itself, I think, just like 15 minutes before I got on set, Fudge. and um, I was doing it, he called me up, I had to do it with someone, I don't remember who, but we were backing up the artist, and I got a few moves incorrect, I kind of forgot, I learned this like just before I got on okay <laughs> and then um I don't know if he's like the director or the one of the videographers but he just like looked at me and he's like can you please remember your moves <laughs> and I'm like I, I didn't say anything I just looked at him and I'm like I nodded but girl I was fuming inside because like it the moves are simple and I had time to, you know, just refresh. But, like, cut me some slack, yo. <laughs> like, that's on you for not planning it out. And it's not, like, yeah, even if the moves are simple, there is something to, like, give people time to learn something, no matter how good you are. It's not like in the movies where yeah. people will go in uh, and, like, pick up a freaking choreo. That's the thing, right? Like, like, for commercial jobs, I think a lot of them, they do have to learn the choreo on set. Yeah, so that's actually, I think it's normal, but it's just like that understanding from the the other side, which is like the directors, videographers and whatever, like they just be a little patient. <laughs> also, I think this kind of funny enough comes back to like your criteria thing, right? Yeah. If you had better, you know, filters for who you were hiring, that's then you would thing, get yeah. people who, you know, pick it up because they've had that experience, you yeah. know what to be, what's expected of them. Yeah, like... Honestly, right. In my opinion, if you, again, if you want people to take this seriously, you really need to set a standard. You can't just like hire you. Yeah. Get you to do the choreo. 15 minutes. Oh no, let's give you five and we'll go straight on set. Like, no. Yeah, that's like, yeah, like we said, like you take, sometimes you practice for six months to perform for three minutes. 
it's okay it's okay yeah i just feel like i i know it's normal for a commercial job to learn the choreo on the day on set like that's totally normal last minute changes as well completely normal but like just be patient with the dancers yeah because they're also people and it's not as easy as it looks yeah it's not as easy as it looks like sure some some jobs might be easy because the, the moves are really just super easy but it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Actually, that's something I was thinking. Like, um, for choreography, how does that work in the industry in Malaysia? Like, because, yeah, I've seen some ads where, like, they're barely doing, they're not really <laughs> dancing, which is fine. Like, that's what they're going for. But how do they, like, pick choreography? Like, choreographers? Or... Yeah, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. I like who comes up with the concept? Do they just hire choreographers and like? like oh yeah, they they definitely hire choreographers. Um, I don't know, like the reasoning behind it behind it or whatever. But I I know they do hire choreographers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. What was the question? I mean, I was just think. I I guess now if you knew, you know. But like, if, yeah, obviously, yeah. you're not part of that scene just just yet. Yeah. So no, because I know I know the choreographers they hire. So like, yeah, they do hire choreographers. Yeah, I guess I should talk to them because like yeah. I'm just like wondering like what are the cons like how does that happen like mm. you know who gets to say like do they you know constrict a lot of the artistic Ooh. choice? Oh, I think that depends. Like um sometimes, for so for the jobs I've gotten, if I choreographed anything, they they usually want my um, creative input. Okay, but. I've seen jobs where they would reproach me and they ask like, hey, could you make something funky? <laughs> like, uh, and then they gave me a song. I think it was a Bruno Mars song. Mm. And then I was like, oh, you want like a old school funk kind of style? And they don't know what that means. That's the thing. Like, that's another thing. They, These people, sometimes if they want a dance, mm. a routine. They don't always know what the terms are. Yeah. So you have to take the time to explain it to them and show them yeah. and communicate. Yeah. But um, yeah, when it comes to choreographing for clients, I think it really depends what client you get. Some of them want a direction that that's given by them and for you to follow it. Others want your creative input. So it really depends. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of both everywhere. Right. And I think when you're talking about like the you know vocabulary, like you know you know terms like old funk and whatever, old school funk and whatever, <laughs> um, that kind of applies to something I've experienced even with photography and like mm. writing is they'll, they'll be like I want this, but then also be like you can kind of have fun with it, but then when I give them the product, be like no 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 I want it. They'll give me a picture that someone else has taken for them. <laughs> I want this exact same shot. I'm like, then ask that same person to take the picture. Why am I? I mean, okay, I get it, but like, what? Yeah. But also, like, they'll be like, oh, I want this kind of aesthetic. Well, send me like a Instagram page that like has this aesthetic, but then their aesthetic resembles nothing of that sort. Yeah. And so, like, they don't really know what they want and know how to <laughs> communicate that, and it's like really difficult to work sometimes. It's really weird. Okay, so. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but like, and I understand if you don't want to go into too much detail about it, but like, can you talk about a bit of the hidden mental struggle people don't often see with like, even not even like maybe being a professional dancer necessarily, but like where even you are at right now, mm-hmm. your friends, like other people who dance with you, who teach with you, 
who you know do this full time even like how yeah. is that like a you know do you guys talk about it to each other often yeah we do actually i i think there's so many things that i can touch on when when you ask me this because <laughs> it is a big one it's a very big one yeah and one of the first things that comes to mind is um fame mm. because sometimes people dance to get fame to be popular to look good and that for me that loses like the true passion of dance because you should be dancing for yourself you should be doing it for you not for attention for other people um there's nothing wrong with being vain obviously because when you're <laughs> you're a dancer you got to be a little vain you got to look at yourself yeah got to know how you it look it is a visual art yeah exactly but if your sole purpose in dance is just to get to the top of the popularity ladder that is the wrong start already mm. and I think with um, fame comes intention because I, I'm really worried about the younger people and their intention in dance because it's okay to want to dance, have fun and look good. But if you're doing it seriously or you want to get better, I think you have to drop the, the fame and the wanting to look good. You have to be comfortable with yourself to not look good, <laughs> to fail. Right. And to just like be a goofball yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I've seen you guys do that. And it looks so fun. And like, <laughs> it's, I mean, probably it's part of the reason I kind of sometimes go in and out of the dance scene, so called. <laughs> I don't really do that much. But like, because, you know, sometimes it gets really a lot. Yeah. But it takes away from the fun for me because growth is great and like getting better is great but for me it's always about the fun part yeah yeah it's the support and the community yeah, like, oh god yeah because yeah. when you're when you're in class sometimes you you can feel like people are getting a bit competitive because they're wanting to be, good. be the best in the yeah. class which is absolutely fine because you know if you're dancing for a long time if, if that's what you do you train it's your school you naturally are competitive Com competition is healthy but it's it's bad if it starts getting in the way of you bonding with other people, connecting with other people in the room, which is what dance is all about. You have to, you should vibe with other people. It's just having fun, sharing the enjoyment of moving. And I think, yeah, that's one, some of the things that people struggle with here, the intention of dance, um, which is like, are you doing it for fame or are you doing it because you want to improve for yourself? It's just for you, mm -hmm. for you to have fun. Right. There's a lot more, but I, I lost it. It's okay. <laughs> I, cause it's a big one. So like, I think very... that's a great one to go with because it's, I think it encompasses a lot. Yeah. Actually, while you were saying that, something else I thought about was like, obviously like, big part of that is young people body image issues mm. you know like and again something i struggle with because sometimes you're not happy with how you look and you're trying to like always look good the mirror is not always forgiving and being oh, yeah. dancing in front of a huge mirror next to people who might be in body types that you really think are like the best body types to be or whatever yeah. it can be a lot it is and if you're not like comfortable with who you are or you're not you're doing it to look good rather than to feel good or to you know have fun it's gonna de drag you down when it's supposed to be something that you know enriches your life and you know yeah pulls you up but that's the thing right like for me dance has been that thing 
that helped me overcome my shyness, my body image issues, and it helped with my confidence. So I hope that more people <laughs> would look at dance that way. Because like with dance, you're you're forced to be in, in front of a mirror and look at yourself and evaluate your movement. And the more you do that, and the more you get comfortable recording yourself and um, acknowledging that, okay, I don't move the same way as this person. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You move in your own way, but yeah. how can you move better in your own way? Mm-hmm. So like getting comfortable with that thought process and that whole like growth that helped me with being comfortable with my mistakes and my confidence. So I think it should help. It's hard for yeah. some people because they're not used to it, but if they really want to get over it, I feel like dance is a good way to yeah. start or give it a try at least. But maybe with better intentions. Or like yes. More, yeah. <laughs> with better intentions. You always have to start with good intentions. Some good, pure, full, wholesome intentions. You want to do it for fame, you're not on the right track. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't bullshit yourself. Oh. Keeping it real with Alice Lyman. <laughs> okay. Um um, yeah, so as someone like in the dance scene here, obviously it's hard and all that stuff, as you said, but is it as difficult as like Hollywood movies make it seem? Oh my God, like, I love this. What are the opportunities like in Malaysia? <laughs> okay, wait, wait. First of all, before we talk about opportunities, can we talk about that movie Work It? Or the Workout? <laughs> Work It. Okay. <laughs> How- it was so funny. Like, I love her. I love it's their just, chemistry. But yeah. like, it was so funny. It's just, okay, guys, it's just a little bit unrealistic. It's just way too unrealistic of a dance journey. I just, I can't, you know. This girl who has never danced in her life. Who's weird, like, movements. Like, yeah, she has no dance background. But all of a sudden, she's got an epiphany from... From, from what? Stacking books. Stacking Stamp books on the shell. And then all of a sudden, she goes and rushes against the, the guy's rhythm. house and she's like, I've got the rhythm. I can dance. And then she can dance. Like, and all she, of a sudden, she, she can pulls dance. it off. Like, that's not real, guys. No. No. Like, I'm, I like the message that she puts in the hard work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she definitely does put work in she and all that stuff. She did put in the hard work. But not enough. Like, trust me, I've tried. I've definitely gone to class and, like, practiced for a month straight. Yeah. Never got that good. <laughs> yeah, like, it <laughs> It doesn't happen that way. It's a gradual process, and you might not realize it unless you look back, mm-hmm. you know? It's... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's unrealistic but that's hollywood for you and yeah. like they do have a guess a constricted timeline but like yeah like as, as they do show that she put in the hard work and i yeah, appreciate yeah. that but like i don't know if i said this before but if i did i have done this i've gone to classes for a month straight and practiced i still haven't got that good <laughs> not from like a month you yeah, do like a bit if more. you if you practice you put in the hard work you can get there definitely yeah but like you really really need to practice and you have to know what you need to practice you have to know what you need to focus on if you're just practicing and just doing drills but you're not knowing where you want to go what you want to improve on the practice is kind of blind mm-hmm. yeah so i guess in one way you know in work it she knew what she wanted to work on her groove and, like, and she got it. one routine that she had to do really <laughs> so it's not like yeah, horrible, yeah. i suppose and like the steps weren't horribly hard, were they? 
No, they weren't. They weren't so, that. It was right. yeah. She like was was about in the groove. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, it was like style and like that <laughs> flavor. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah like the, the reality of dance in movies versus in real life. Um, competitions definitely as stressful. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, people don't win miraculously. I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like the the judge. Criteria for that is a little harsher and it's a bit more like, okay, gotta be real. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be a new team in work it and then you beat like some prodigy team. <laughs> like we've been winning year in year. I don't know, man. That's just a bit fishy to me. <laughs> but I mean, don't stop trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the key message is to not stop trying. Don't don't stop practicing, but also just really know what you want to focus on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the question was, um, yeah, obviously, like it's not as hard as it is in. I mean, it's it's sorry, it's harder than it is in movies. But yeah, it's definitely how harder. How hard is it to? What are the opportunities like in Malaysia? That's what I was gonna. Ask. Ah, the opportunities in Malaysia, like the jobs available. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to get into like a, every job, but you know, just mm. a big, like, like is it really hard as like your parents say, oh, dance isn't a profession. Is that true? Ooh. I think. Or a valid profession or like an easy to get, you know, job scopes Ooh. hard, whatever. I think over here in Malaysia or maybe anywhere, I'm not sure. If you have connections, it's actually easier for you to get jobs. Yeah. That's because you know someone, you, you, you probably know the, the person that's hiring. You probably know the campaign lead. So it's like a little easier, you know, people. Um, a lot of the jobs here I see, yeah, they're pretty much the same. It's like commercials, um, TV ads. Uh, what, what do you call those? Like on stage performances, you know, when you sing for backup dancers. That's no, so you see you dance. Like live performances? <laughs> you dance backup for, for singers, singers, for yeah. artists. Yeah. yeah. So there's those jobs, and it's like it's pretty much the same. But I had something to say, but I forgot. Your, <laughs> what was your question? I was like, what are the opportunities like in Malaysia? Like, are people valid in saying that um, dance isn't a valid profession, like in Malaysia, or like the job scope's really bad and like you won't make uh, it? I think it's right for parents to say that you know it's difficult to get a, a job as a dancer here. Because the market is very saturated. There's yeah. so many dancers. I mean, like it's the same as everywhere. There's and so many opportunities. Is there? Like at least from again a layperson's point of view, I would say I'm, I am one. Mm-hmm. I don't see Broadway musicals. Like we don't yeah, have. You we know, don't a, have a Broadway here. We do have like uh, theater shows, like um, Ola Bola Musical. We had that. I don't even know about this thing. Like yeah, <laughs> we don't have enough, and like n- like yeah. it doesn't cover all the different like bases. Yeah, yeah. There's so much more that we can do, definitely. But but like right now. The jobs that I see are like limited to commercials, on stage performances, like dancing for backup, or um, you're in an ad, yeah. you're hired to choreograph, you're in a short film, like a concept video, mm-hmm. like there's all that, which is great, but there can definitely be more. Yeah, like, there can be more performances, more theater shows, musicals, yeah. <laughs> Broadway. That would be so cool that we wouldn't have to like go to Singapore to be able to see a musical. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I guess that's why, like, some parents say it's a difficult thing to get into over here. There are opportunities, but it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. Very competitive unless you might know somebody. You can connect yourself to their jobs. But, yeah, it's definitely competitive. Hmm. 
I guess that kind of answers it. But I mean, it is a difficult question and you only know, you would only know so much. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I'm not even in the arts technically. I'm a psychology major. And like my my dad still worries. Like, are there a lot of jobs for health psychologists? Also, if you're looking for health psychologists, hit me up. Um, (laughs) Just a little, you know, PS. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it is, you know, parents worry and that's their job at the end of the day. But... Mm. Yeah, like, I think that's always an issue. But I also think there is quite a bit of, like, room for flexibility now that we have social media and the internet. Mm. Because you don't have to, you know, like, you can create more opportunities for yourself, can't you? Like, if you have a friend who is a singer who wants to make a YouTube video for their own music, then you can dance for it and you can get a couple of your friends to do, like, a video. And from that, you can gain momentum and gain even monetary value for your work yeah yeah it's not yes it's hard and like there might not be as many opportunities but I guess that is something to be said about using that creativity in how you almost sell your work if you really want to be able to do that or even if you have to give up money like think about collaborations and collaborations that can get you beyond just dancing for the fun of it if you want to go that route yeah it's a lot easier now to access all these different platforms and put your stuff out there at no cost at all. Yes, it is. But I mean, still hard because there's like billions of videos out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're competing like, no matter what you're doing. You gotta in. think about like, how do I capture their attention? How do I make them choose me? <laughs> but also try and keep in mind what like Ali said, dance with intention and have fun with it and yeah. play with it. And maybe dance isn't a profession for you or isn't a valid... Maybe your parents are right. God knows. But, like, (laughs) go for it and try it out and maybe do what Ellie does and, like, have a job. And not just Ellie. Most of our friends... Actually, yeah, a lot of people do have jobs and dance at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, most most of our friends do. And... Figure out a way that that could work for it's you. It's completely normal. And just because you work and you want to dance, you don't, it doesn't always mean you have to give up one to do the other. Mm-hmm. Like, you might come to that point because one might be too demanding. Yeah. But and that it doesn't is, be a permanent yeah. solution either. Yeah, it's it's possible to make work and dance Coexist. jive together. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. I like jive together more. <laughs> Coexist. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> This is what happens when you write academic papers all the time. <laughs> Ooh, um, so, like, kind of to wrap it up mm-hmm. in terms of Ellie. Ellie. The, the orchid. The orchid. The girl, the flower. It is I. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, looking back on Ellie, like, from five years ago, do you think you're where she thought you'd be? I w- wow. Pre- let's, let's go with pre-COVID or if you want to. Like, not accounting for the pandemic that has hit us all five years basically yeah i definitely think that why did i stop <laughs> hold on let me say you're like again. you're like immersed in the prime yeah time. yeah <laughs> i'm just like wow look at me no um yeah i definitely think that my past me is proud of present me because if i'm looking at myself five years ago i am just starting out uni I uh, I just, you know, 
I'm into contemporary, but I don't know. And I'm like experimenting, experimenting with music. I'm just like very vague with my path. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here for my degree. And like, I, I, yeah, PPE as well, like totally unrelated <laughs> to what I'm doing now. But like, I never would have thought I'd be teaching dance or like making music on my own or even doing social media like as a job. What what in the world is that? Why is that a thing? Yeah, that wasn't a thing even when we went in. Yeah, it, no. It? So it's, it's pretty crazy. I'm I'm doing things I never thought I would. And I'm pretty happy about it. I have no complaints. <laughs> but yeah, you know, life happens. Let's cut that out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, wow. Um, to kind of finish it off, what would you tell young creatives who are coming into the industry, whether that be music or dance? Um, first of all, do you think that they might have it a bit easier because of like, you know, we were talking about like how, you know, you can put out stuff for free now and all that. Um, because the job market is changing so much. Like you said, your your full-time job wasn't even a thing before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with social media and all that, like, do you, th- what would you tell them? Like, give, would it, is it easier for them, first of all, to, what would you tell them? Hmm. I think when you're young, it's a really good time for you to explore what you want to do. So don't be, like, too set on doing one thing unless you're super, super sure about it. Um, dance and music can be expensive, so mm-hmm. that's another thing. If you want to explore, <laughs> sorry about the weird sounds. <laughs> so dance and music is pretty expensive. Um, so you know, if you have supportive parents, now is a good time to invest in that and explore everything that you want. Especially if you go to a school that provides it, or you have friends who do it. Like, just go over to their house and try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, or something else I wanted to say. Um, while she's thinking, also like what she said about school, it can be expensive and all that. But like, if you join like cheerleading team in your school in a, pr- a public school or dance society in your school, that's free, and you yeah. can learn from people who might have the opportunity to go for classes, yeah. so they can like secondhand teach you. Or school might be able to pay for the teachers. A so. bunch of studios also have like student discounts, so you can take advantage of that. Um, some other advice I would give to young people is to really seriously explore and be as open as you can with dance and music. And life. And life too. Yeah, definitely. Be open. Don't put yourself yeah. in a box. And when you're doing what you're doing, like if you're dancing or doing music, for example, uh, just remember why you're doing it. Intention. Try not to, yeah. Remember your intention. Try not to stray into a path where you start to think like, oh, I want to do this because I want to be cool. It's okay to start off that way, but if that is your intention as you go throughout your music journey or your dance journey, it's not going to help you with your motivation. With your growth. With your growth as well, yeah. I just, you you really need to sit down and think about why you want to do this because. That's what's going to keep you going. Yeah. And that's for anything. I don't like any of my answers there. (laughs) What? It was good. (laughs) I think it was good. I feel like I have more to say, but I just can't. It's it's difficult. Like putting people on the spot like this is hard. For myself, and I wrote the freaking questions. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so last I mean, I keep saying lastly. Yeah, lastly. 
Um, what is next for you as a person, Ellie, um, oh, as an artist? Where do you kind of want to go from here? Obviously, you know, nothing set in stone, but oh, yeah, for sure. Where That's do you a... kind of see yourself going to? I, hmm. what are your aspirations? <laughs> I really love working on music and dancing with people. So that is definitely going to be a part of my next journey for sure. I don't know specifically what, like, I don't know if I'll still be teaching or if I'm going to make more music, but I'll definitely be doing something in those areas. Like, um, in the near future, I'm probably going to have something released. And um, currently for dance, I'm really just teaching and training. But yeah, keep look out for Ellie's um, yeah. new demo or single. She hasn't told me yet which one is coming out but <laughs> at ellie it's orchid or ellie orchid it's ellie orchid, it's yeah. ellie orchid on instagram and all the fun stuff on um, instagram and spotify yeah, and twitter yep. <laughs> you can find me at ellie orchid i make jingles <laughs> they're very rusty but yeah if you like that you can you can hit her up for a jingle for your company if you want <laughs> oh I'm just out here trying to give my friends I know. some exposure, apparently. Um, and I'm sorry if we kind of went away from the idea of like, is dance a profession? You know, are your parents right to call you out? Um, but I think it's also kind of important this that we talk about the realities of it for younger people, for older people who might be trying to get into this, who are already in this, to have their this unique, I think unique voice where like you're a Malaysian dancer or Malaysian artist and like not yet what people would call made, quote unquote, but like still on a work in progress. And I think it's a voice that's very underrepresented. And I think it's important to, for people to have that kind of, you know, not just exposure, but like for other people to hear that and be like, oh, wait, I'm going through that too. Or, yeah. oh, I wanted to do that. So that's like a good place for me to get some advice or direction. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks if you've held on this long. <laughs> um, love you so much for that. Thank I know you. it's a long one. Um, anything else you want to say, Ali? Um... Please subscribe to Suba's podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you. have a good day, night, or whatever you're going through. No bullshit. Yeah, and no bullshit. Bye, everyone. <laughs>